0: Loud as hell, wake good neighbors, make them yell. Hit subscribe, tell your friends, hope the show never ends. Rate, review, download, do, email us, or email I you. I I I there could be more podcasts that you can't ignore. Listen up, sit right back, yeah, you two try not to laugh. Rain to daddy, sleeping, working, dad, like dad jokes, all stroking. North Carolina to New York, drop the mic, pick up the phone.
1: This is the Try Not To Laugh podcast. I am Brandon, as per usual, and with me as always is... Greetings, this is Andy. Angelo.
0: What's happening, bro? Not much being sexy you you brought sexy back before Justin Timberlake oh well, I sound any sexier this week it's only because I've got a slight cold
1: well everybody thank you so much for listening we are just two lifelong buddies trying to navigate this crazy world through comedy you know um yesterday I played nine holes of golf with my son and my father-in-law and I thought I was such a big shot I was my chest was out in the air I was like Mr Incredible and I thought that I was gonna kill both of them right very sadly enough, though, um, this was, I would say, seven holes in, okay? Every part of my body was wet. It was filled with sweat. And I was actually tired. And this was hole six of just nine. So you, people go out and they do 18 holes. I, I couldn't even do half of what normal adults can do. <laughs> it's really Jeez. sad. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Which is great that we're talking about our sports episode. Yeah, well, you know, we got to set the bar somewhere.
1: <laughs> Obviously, I'm setting it uh, undelightfully low. But it's funny because my son, um, he's like, Dad, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just it's just hot. And I was just taking my shirt and doing the whole thing where you're trying to fan your face. Um, I could barely see my eyes were getting burned just because of, of all the sweat. It was 98 degrees, so... For anyone out there just don't do anything in 98 degrees anything i don't recommend there's nothing i could possibly recommend that in 98 degrees it's actually fun to do besides breathing just breathe
0: even that's okay. difficult in 98 degrees you got to 98 that degrees
1: of course you kidding you can't how much the only thing you can do in 98 degrees is listen to 98 degrees Ooh,
0: kidding. <laughs> <It's a cliche. laughs>
1: oh god i'm not going down this road speaking of sports by the way uh when you were a kid how did how do I put this? How did it go? Did it go
0: okay? How did it go? <laughs> I, it, I'm trying it, to just. not well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, non existent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, there what? were some sports that um, that I was slightly interested in watching, none that I was interested in playing. Wait, watching. So you, yeah, knew, from you afar. knew off
1: the bat when you were younger that you were gonna be a spectator but not actually you know so you were never going to be the guy in gladiator who was going to look around after he's slain like the tiger you knew that you would be the facket in the stands eating i guess the time would be a a
0: chicken wing or a lamb right the only area in my life where i'm still the gladiator is at the buffet when i'm Playing a sport? No, <laughs> that's I not can, gladiator material.
1: I can see you going to Sizzler. I don't know why I'm saying Sizzler, but I can see you wearing that Roman war helmet and and have like <laughs> and you, and you. It's have actually
0: it. just half a coconut and two bananas attached to it. <laughs> this is Sizzler. <laughs> so you did not have how do I say an illustrious career as a kid correct no definitely not my dad definitely didn't watch me throw football and quit his job
1: (laughs) he's like you know what we're going to the bigs (laughs) yeah this kid's gonna make it i really am of the kind where my parents they took a look at my soft pudgy veal-like body and they said hmm this kid's built for video games cheetos and future problems that are unreconcilable
0: basically (laughs) they got you a costco membership at six
1: Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, my parents never enrolled me in sports. Never. There was never a single sport that I was ever enrolled in. Literally, it was TV and video games, which explains a lot about my life. I bought Nintendo, I think in 1987, if I'm not mistaken. So I was six. They looked at that box, I think, and they're like, all right, built-in babysitter. They're like, this kid can't play a sport. (laughs) That's it. We're going out. (laughs) Mom is going to get a hand
0: in. Seriously, I feel like in the 80s, like every Nintendo system should have come with a pair of Crocs.
1: And this was a problem throughout my, and I'm going to say non-illustrious career being in sports. When, When I was in public school, we were in a public school in Brooklyn, and believe it or not, the only two sports that we played was... Chinese handball, or a sport that was called asses up. Do you ever remember this? I remember up? asses up. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so gay when you're a kid, like asses up. Obviously, I couldn't even do well in that. The only thing is, if get if getting tater tots on a lunch line were a sport, I would have been in the fat kid hall of fame. Okay, there, there's something that I could have done right there. Did you remember? Do you remember those little pizzas in the schools? Like that, they were round. The pepperoni was tiny cubes.
0: Yeah, those were like a special treat. Like we would get those like the day before Thanksgiving or something. Like normally my school had like the, the U-shaped one.
1: That's when I pushed everyone out of the way. That's when like that was the only time maybe I could have played linebacker.
0: <laughs> that or for the... That was, that, it was either that or for the mini pumpkin pies. Wow, you went to some sort of fancy, fancy school. Pumpkin pies? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm picturing like,
1: like maids like handing you these pies. We didn't have. We didn't have pumpkin pies. We we, we barely had crust. I mean, we couldn't afford crust in our school. It no was it was, no, it, was, it, was
0: mini- it was like a miniature. Like they used to give them out like before like a big holiday like or like a big break. So like right before we'd all go on vacation for a week, they'd be giving out like the like the little table talk pies. No. Are you kidding? Oh my God, they
1: really treated us like shit. Now that I think about it, I should call up that school and tell them how much they fucked me up.
0: <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure like I wasn't any more privileged than you. Like you, I know you went to school in a pretty bad part of Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Mine wasn't, mine wasn't a whole lot better, but no, I, I feel a little better about it now.
1: No, I, I did not go. Let's just say I didn't go to a private school. Okay. <laughs> At least <laughs> the only activities that I did as a kid ever was Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts.
0: I never even got that far.
1: Oh man. Talk about not being able to put up a tent. Even <laughs> even the brownies were laughing at me.
0: No, no, I was going to say. So, like, I mean, how active is it being a Boy Scout as a kid?
1: As a kid, I'm trying to think. As a Cub Scout, not really. As a Boy Scout, yes. As a Boy Scout, you did, you did this knife and axe test, which I nailed it. And by nailed it, I mean, couldn't even take the pocket knife out correctly. Junior high school, okay, this is what happened. Again, uh, now, now that you said Brooklyn, it was just me and like, all the black kids playing basketball like that. And could you like these kids were so big already that they can like dunk. And there was like me with like my, my big husky arms just trying to throw a ball into a basket. And they're, they're already swatting it out like goaltending.
0: It was crazy. Did not you have something similar like that? Like I you, have the exact same story Yeah, in, uh, in middle school, also in Brooklyn. So it was literally basketball all year round. Yeah. That, there, that was a like, bro- there, there was no other sport. I, I was able to save face and not have to worry about like getting picked last because ultimately like it was just two hundred black kids and me, so it's just so it's just me walking around seeing who's short a guy. I can picture this, Tyrone, Jamal, basically, yeah. <laughs> fat
1: wait, fat kid, what fat white kid? What's your name again? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing here? What the heck? Wait, why do you still live in this district?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would end up playing basketball. But you know, which I didn't want to do. I did. I actually enjoyed basketball when I was younger. But I, yeah, you know, did. I knew that it was basically like me. And the New York Knicks for 45 <laughs> minutes a day.
1: Wait, no, uh, even better. They were the Globetrotters. You were the one general.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> you were so all running there. around me. And then I remember one day out of nowhere, we're getting ready to play basketball. All of a sudden they decided today's the day. We're going to play shirts and skins. You're like, And right. I'm like, oh my God, I already knew. I already know my luck. I, I, I already knew what was going to happen and I was right. So they're just like, yeah, same thing. You know, Jamal shirts. Franklin, skins. Fat kid, also skins. <laughs> they didn't and- even go back. Wait, they didn't <laughs> yes. even have the
1: common decency to go back and forth, back
0: to where they should have with shirts. They're like, I got to see this fat kid get made fun of. Thinking about it now... I bet the gym teacher had this planned weeks ago 100 100 yeah so they forced me to fucking play with my shirt off and for like the first five minutes i was mortified of course. and not to like not to mention i'm like i'm running around with my perky b cup sticking out <laughs> and everyone's just like oh you're so fat <laughs> i was so embarrassed for the first few minutes that when i finally did get the ball i was so like discombobulated that i just shot at the first hoop i saw and it was not the right hoop I ended up scoring a point for the other team and eventually I just went up to the uh, gym teacher and I'm like, look, I, I can't do this. He's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I hurt my balls. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I can't play. I hurt my nuts. And I just went and sat on the side, put my shirt back on. You know, when
1: I got to high school, it was no better for me. And this was the, the most idiotic thing, right? You take a kid that doesn't play sports, right? And high school, I had this bright idea of actually going out for the football team. I don't know if you remember. I remember I, yeah, I, remember. I totally remember Fucking, that. What an idiot. I mean, think about it. Think about how diametrically opposed these two things are. So I have this bright idea. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be popular. I'm gonna be on the football team. So, first of all, what what you don't know is that everyone gets picked for the football team. They don't say no. They literally do not say no. But hilarity ensued, not for me though, but for everybody else. As I got laughed at in the locker room, towel snapped. I also rode the bench so frequently that even the cheerleaders shook their head when I would look over. Picture like Bobby Boucher, if he had no talent, just sitting on the sidelines, just with my dumb like like, half-smiling face looking over at the cheerleaders. But here's the funny part. The cheerleaders were nothing special. Usually you got some hot cheerleaders, but even they wouldn't even look at me at all. Here's a really cool um, story. So I was coming out of our last practice after probably I was probably like the dummy pad on that practice and I come out and this guy who is jacked and ripped has a ziploc bag and I'm not talking you know like there's sandwich bags and snack size bags this was a I don't know wrap another human being around the ziploc it was that big I've never seen this ziploc in my life and in it was steroids he must have really like asked everyone already if this guy who starred on the the like the first team, I guess you'd call it. And I was on second team, to say the least. Never talked to me, right? But obviously this guy was like, all right, I'm in business. I got to talk to everyone to try and get someone to buy steroids. But then after he asked, he knew the fact that like, he didn't even want to be seen with me that he just walked away.
0: I could sell him 600 dollars worth of roids right now, but it's just not even worth it to just save my fucking Correct. image. He,
1: his image was worth more than the 600 dollars that I would have given him for roids, do you believe that? And that's a lot of money probably back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what steroids go for, but I imagine it's it's not cheap. He wasn't selling nickel bags of fucking No, <laughs> no I don't even
1: know because I didn't it, it didn't even get that far in how much it would have cost it. I have no clue. So, my high, my high school career didn't exactly amount to much but right now these days i play marginal tennis very mediocre golf and poker poker okay and that that has gone back and forth and i think that basically fat guys are like we have to invent a sport and i'm air quoting to make themselves feel good like they're a sports player but is it considered a sport of course not okay good so we
0: all right so we're all in agreement that's like saying chess is a sport or Brushing your teeth or farting because you're using a muscle maybe farting of all things farting probably has the most likelihood of becoming a real sport yeah but then how do you have the major league
1: of farting then i guess it's just people that can really just belt it out there like like little ones versus like really huge ones or or guys that can do it on demand would be
0: part of the pro leagues of farting I don't know. I guess you'd have to like break it down into categories. Maybe there's featherweights and they have like teeny little mouse farts. Well,
1: that's the problem. That That's how we got into this mess is the lack of breaking down. If you're really thinking about it, that's why all the farting occurs. Touche. <laughs> well, you know, now that we have kids, we talked about our story, but how do
0: we feel about sports for our kids? Part of me is really glad that we're really proactive. And I feel like the two of us have, I don't want to say learn from our parents' mistakes. Really? But- I would just say we learned from our parents' mistakes. But we learn from our parents' mistakes, you know, and the things that like I I almost wish now that my parents had pushed me to do then are the things I'd like to address with my kids now. I can't say that that my parents didn't buy me certain things. Like if I wanted to try rollerblading, my dad would buy me rollerblades and a hockey stick. But like I feel like really push them to like go out and join a team and practice, you know, take them to practice, do one on ones with them, you know, stuff like that. Definitely want to, you know, improve on. On where where I left off. So, Andy,
1: I'm the opposite. Well, this is what I do, okay? Now I put on, like, face makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I already like this. I put on on all this different makeup. Like, I'm an army general, okay? And I have a clipboard. And I'm like, you get out there, kid. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing two-a-days. We're doing three-a-days if we have to, kid. And my son's, like, crying and I hate you. And I'm like, you won't hate me later. I promise you that. Right now, I've got him. I've got him doing tennis and golf five days a week, so at least you know he's doing something. But then when he gets home, he's again he's playing video games for hours. But but I I keep that in an hour. But at least I know that he's out there doing something for tennis and golf. That at least he's gonna he he beat me. My seven year old beat me in our golf in our nine hole. I forgot to mention that one, but I'm I, but I was proud of him because after two years of doing this. I was like, you better beat me.
0: Now, I I know that you're really pushing to keep him active and keep him away from the TV. What if he told you he wanted to try something that you were really not into? Like, what if he was just like, Dad, I saw the most beautiful thing on TV. I want to be a ballerina. Oh, ballerina, you went there. Hmm. Is he doing this as a ploy to try and get girls? Yes, your seven-year-old son. He's like, Dad, I'm itching for pussy. (laughs) I I want to be a ballerina. And then when I get to high school, I'm going to be a cheerleader. You're saying, do I let him... Yeah, do you put, do you send him to like ballerina camp and bring him to, you know, to classes and buy him the tights? Hmm, This is a toughie. You know
1: what I do then? I'm going to counteract that with saying, why don't you watch how much effort this is going to take? So I take him to an adult class. He sees them <laughs> on their toes. I tell them to put him through the most rigorous, intense, dance recital that you that he's ever seen i will guarantee you my son after seven minutes will never want to be a ballerina and i think problem solved
0: done i wouldn't even go that far i would just google like chinese foot binding and <laughs> be like you what, know what, this is what ballerinas toes look like that's actually a man's foot right there oh you're right you know what that would get him off of that real quick
1: i kind of said what coach i would be but i'm going to take it a step further if, if we were coaches for our kids what would we be I think I'm, I take it even a step further. I'm more, I, in my mind, I'm worse than a Russian women's gymnastic coach. Okay. To me, I'm like, whatever drug we must take, <laughs> ruling schedule, seven days a week, eight hours a day. That's who I am as a coach. I Look want... at
0: the positive side. You never get your period. <laughs> and you're like, son? And he's like, okay.
1: <laughs> Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to push him until he, Hates me, but he's rich, and I think that's worth it. I I look towards Tiger Woods's dad, Michael Jackson's dad, all these dads, uh, um, Andre Agassi's dad, and I look towards them for inspiration. To me, look at what how what sons they produced. Well, all right, let's take away Michael Jackson for a second, but Andre Agassi's still alive. He was a tennis champion. Tiger Woods's dad is is uh, produced Tiger Woods. He's now made the comeback of the century. So think about the results that they've gotten. Now, did these guys write books
0: saying how much they hate their dads?
1: Yes. But are they in some small way
0: thankful? Well, they better be. I mean, they're famous enough to write a book about it, so they owe them a little something.
1: A little? Come on. Without these dads pushing. Do you know my my favorite story about Agassi in his book is Agassi came home with a second place trophy and his dad took the second place trophy, looked at it, threw it right in the trash. Second place is first loser, and then walked away. <laughs> you know, that's the type of coach that I want to be for my son. What do you think? I don't what, know what why. My
0: mind mean? immediately, I, I thought you were going to say he literally put it up his ass. <laughs> Where this thing belongs, let me show you. You know, what kind of coach you think you'd be? Not great, because I know myself, I wouldn't bother to learn all the rules.
1: I'd picture hockey where, where they're constantly hitting it back into their blue line, and you're like, oh, that's just great, son, no problem. You just pass it back to the other player. Everyone's yeah. like, that way, Yeah, because I would
0: totally help my kids cheat. We, we talk
1: about all these sports, right? Baseball, basketball, tennis, golf, hockey, football, soccer, right? Yeah. But do you,
0: do you think right now a new sport could actually be created something new it's never been uh, done. i mean i'd like to see something new i feel like we're due for something i mean it's it's fun to watch certain sports if you're really into it you know on like a weekly basis or whenever it's that season but i would definitely like to see something new i'll admit that i even watched cornhole on espn the other night i remember
1: you were telling me about cornhole i can't believe that you could actually watch Someone throwing a beanbag over to somebody else's cardboard box.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be really boring, right. and I, all right, I guess it is kind uh, of boring. There's something so. Oddly satisfying and watchable about (laughs) it like i thought i was going to change the channel when i first saw it i ended up watching like two hours of it it was fucking crazy two
1: hours on a guy trying to throw a beanbag through a hole and you and that
0: was it was captivating enough for you to actually do it. all the sport really required was just one hand to throw the uh the little bag the other hand, he didn't even he never put down his water bottle.
1: Andy, you're the same guy who watches the rock paper scissors tournament and thinks that's riveting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, it's scissors again!
1: Scissors again.
0: <laughs> I'm the guy who plays war at the casino. <laughs> oh, the worst. Just the worst. Oh my god,
1: wait, he's got a six. Is he gonna pull out the seven? I do think that it is time for a new sports takeover. Like we said, I think I think that my sports are gonna take the world by storm. And when I mean storm, I'm talking online YouTube contracts because there's no way ESPN is picking up what I'm about to talk about. All right, what's your first one? All right, So my first one is either going to be called Blemis or Dennis. I don't know. We're going to decide by the end of this. It's dodgeball meets tennis. The tagline is bigger racket, bigger balls. All right, so we got a great tagline already. We have dodgeball meets tennis. Um, I think that if you take two totally different sports – You'll start getting a more diverse audience. Like, do you remember when Happy Gilmore finally got into golf and then they got a different type of crowd, but a huge crowd with a rating started to surge? Right. Same thing. You take people like Dodgeball and people like tennis, probably two opposite sides of the spectrum, and you get them together. Now you get a lot of people thinking about it. Um, you'd be it would be a lot of headshots. Many more people would get in on the action. You have this huge
0: ball, this huge racket. That was actually my next question. What was the ball gonna look like? Is it a small tennis-sized ball, but it no. looks like a dodgeball? No, no,
1: no. We're doing the opposite, very large dodgeball that looks like a tennis ball. All right. So I think that if you do that, these tennis uh people will think that it's like tennis, but it's just gonna break rackets and people are gonna get very angry. The sport's very slow moving because we're going to intentionally make the rackets so that they can barely hit these dodgeballs. So you're just going to hear a lot of cracking rackets. But it's going to be <laughs> funny. It's going to be funny watching these people trying to play a sport and never getting it off the ground, actually. so And I think it'll produce a lot of funny uh, hilarity. What do we think?
0: I could see a lot of good videos coming out of that. Do we
1: call this Blemis or Dennis? Dennis was dodgeball tennis. Blemis just because I thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the Blemis. All right, I think we're calling this Blemis. All right. It's an intriguing name. Yeah, do we think we can get this off the
0: ground? do we think we can fill even a large tennis court with anyone that would want to see this <laughs> if i saw something on like a local community board and it just said like uh Blemis. you know blemish tournament saturday <laughs> night i'd be like wait what the what the fuck is blemish i would go as far as google it google it see what it is yeah see what it is and i'd be like holy shit this is this is kind of out there. I'm I'm interested in this. That's making me think
1: of a blumpkin tournament
0: for one reason. <laughs> wow. That's a way worse that, that I wouldn't want to see. Never. All right. Let me hear your let me hear your sport. Okay. So I guess competitive eating is now considered a sport, right? I mean, I guess it it involves muscles. <laughs> yeah, the mouth and the rectum. <laughs> so I was thinking we can we could try competitive hoovering so now of hoover similar to competitive eating okay but you can't chew your food okay so you cannot chew food but you just right you keep it in your mouth you're hoovering the food so like you could take a, a full hot dog and just drop it down your gullet or you could take a hard-boiled egg and try to inhale it oh so you're saying forget about what god
1: gave you to break down food to be able to live and take that out the window. <laughs> Is this what I'm hearing?
0: Kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess you would have to go with smaller food, pour a bowl of peas down your throat. Okay, but you, you're telling...
1: So how many deaths are going to happen?
0: <laughs> through this a week? lot. <laughs> so you're trying to get people to not choke? I well, it. I mean, I feel like competitive eating has kind of shot its load. And how many times are we going to watch somebody chew up 70 hot dogs? I want to see somebody literally stuff 70 hot dogs into themselves.
1: Without eating and without actually breaking the food down. Right. Okay. I think that that would work amazing. Actually, I'm trying to think about this. You know, do you have to have a lot of insurance on potential
0: death, though, for the players? I mean, I suppose it depends on the venue. I mean, it's definitely a liability. I'm not, I, I don't plan on hosting this at my house. No, I don't plan on ever competing in this at
1: all. So you'd have to get people with like a death wish almost who don't care what's going to happen. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about uh, people on death row doing this? So it doesn't matter hmm. anyway.
0: Death row hoovering. What do we think about that? Well, Those are the players. I kind of like that.
1: <clears throat> and we tell people that if they ever do this again, that's what's going to happen. Do you think... So you not only created a sport, you may have helped crime. I think, I'm think i with you on this one. All right. All right, I've got uh, one more. And this is a game of noise and exercise. Okay. So basically, you are running around in, in sort of like a what looks like a medieval times type of arena, and you are exercising, trying to get out the most gas that you can. And competitors are on either side, and whoever throws up loses. And the game's just called farts. (laughs) farts. It's <laughs> And whoever throws up loses, but it's, it's exercise and smells.
0: It adds a little excitement to the exercise, which I'm not a big fan of. So what do you think? Can we get this as a league? Do you think that this would be a league? Well,
1: creating a league may be a little tough. I mean, I was thinking National Farts League, but would the NFL get angry? <laughs> <laughs> a picture of red white and blue shield and the white is the guy bending down almost with his like fingers by his butt cheeks having it all <laughs> it all ace ventura style
0: that's how they could do the wave oh where they turn where around everybody just spreads their cheeks but they do a wave Ah, that's a great idea say we can have this whole promotion i think we got something working and everyone loves farts everyone loves farts babies love farts I think the only person who can't appreciate a fart is probably like a 20-something-year-old girl. Correct. That's the only person I've ever seen that's, you know, shoot away a fart. You don't think 40-year-old females like farts less? I feel like 40-year-old females probably fart more, so they're more sympathetic with farters. Maybe. And then once you get in the 60s, their husbands are
1: gassing it up anyway, not caring. Yeah.
0: All right, I think we got a winner. Let me hear your last one. So my last one, um, this one's the Soggy Target. So basically, you only get one shot at this unless you're a real champ. So everyone stands at an equal distance from a bunch of targets as if you're, you know, doing a target practice. I mean, the target's not like 20 feet away. It's it's maybe like two feet at most. But then everybody's standing in even line masturbating. And then you have to jizz at the target and see who can get the closest to the bullseye. But we did want to
1: take the world by storm with some of these. I feel like how can you become a fan and actually
0: go to one of these games And what parent would take their child to actually watch this? All right, forget the children. We'll take them out of the equation. How exciting would this be if, like, these guys are just standing there jerking off and everyone's like, go, 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 go. And then when their guy comes, I'm rooting for the green team. And, like, the guy in the green uniform, he starts coming and everyone's like, yeah, do it. So it's a horse race for for coming. I guess this is like a horse race. I guess we could take the target out of this and see who can just come the fastest. Correct.
1: So then it's almost like when you go to a carnival, you know, the balloon game where you have to shoot and all five of them are standing there and the balloon just blows up and then it pops the fastest and that's the winner. Same
0: thing. Let's take that a step further because I like that idea even better. What if we did do that? Only instead of using the guns, everyone lined up and pissed into the clown's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, I think there's
1: a, a target market for that. Oh, that's funny. I said the word target. target. <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't realize that. And we can still stick with the same name. It's still a soggy target. Soggy target. Okay. I think that there, there could be an adult type market for that. So that's fantastic. And it's funny, we're, we're talking about sports, right? And how all these cool sports players that we're thinking for our sports or the sports we talked about last time, but a lot of sports players people look up to and they're so cool, right? And it made me think a lot about sports stars and and other people who were let's say served in the armed forces a lot of them right now have tattoos and i was thinking to myself yeah of course i could see back in the day sports stars people that looked up to these sports stars or if you were in the armed forces it really meant something to have a tattoo and you were like a true badass now everyone's getting a tattoo Everyone, it's really, it's crazy. Like even your yeah. your local barista has a like a heart emoji tattoo with an eggplant. Actually, I would want that, so I take that back. <laughs> or maybe I would want that. But it, it's isn't it kind of
0: crazy what's going on with tattoos now, like the evolution of tattoos. I almost don't like the direction it's going in, and like I can't even really say anything because I have quite a few. You have eleven, right? I'm in the double digits now, and I get why. I get the draw like I understand why people want them and why people tend to get overboard with them because they are addictive and you get to the point like especially once you're in double digits it's like forget it It doesn't even matter what it is anymore like if it's if you can get like a brief laugh out of it you'll do it so it's but
1: it's a moment in time right so whenever people get tattoos and it's a moment in time in their life of what they like and I guess you really have to think you know what happens when I'll take your word. What happens when you're old and soggy and, you know, you've you've got a picture of, like, the Backstreet Boys, all five of them on your ankle. If
0: you've got a tattoo of the Backstreet Boys on your ankle, at any age, you should be questioning your life choices. I would assume at least everything about what you stand for. <laughs> but Is there no one in your life who, who can give you at least that bit of advice? There are some stupid people in America
1: point being is you gotta i guess if you are going to do a tattoo you've got to think are you going to like this 20 30 40 years from now i think that people should kick it up a notch i think that there could be a new thing called 3d printer tattoos so now we're getting in the game we got to up that game for tattoos everyone's doing just a regular tattoo what happens if you actually raise it on your body this is a 3d printer tattoo Do you think that could be a phase?
0: I'm pretty sure the first place people would go is 3D printing huge cocks onto their body. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually true. I could see that. You know what else I could see? I could see sponsorship tattoos.
1: I don't know if you remember, like, at least 10 years ago, Golden Palace. Oh, yeah. Paid somebody to, to have Golden Palace put on them. So there's the next question. Would people sponsor themselves? Would people sponsor themselves Hmm. themselves or would they allow sponsorships for tattoos?
0: Actually, there are companies that are still doing it. I don't think on such a, a notable level, like I guess, you know, like the Golden Palace thing was pretty original and you know i remember they used to like put, uh, put it on like boxers uh backs and necks and chests i remember and, that like, and now people are actually going as far as tattooing it onto their heads and i watched a woman the other day i thought i was i thought it was the beginning of a uh like a bang bus video but <laughs> at the end all she ended up doing was just going into like some czechoslovakian tattoo shop and getting a logo for this company on her forehead on her actual forehead on her forehead and they were just That's like what crazy. are you gonna do with the money? the money that bad yeah well that was that you know what that was like the weird fucked up part to it because like that you know we thought what are you gonna do with the money and she was just like i'm gonna feed my kids <laughs> you're just oh, like <laughs> oh my god you're like, like, oh. so bad you, you couldn't do anything else with your
1: life although you know what if she's still hot people would still have sex with her so it doesn't really i suppose you know? so but still, it did ruin your chances of having a normal life or job you know i could think of some sponsorships i could think of putting a trojan condom tattoo near your penis a visine bottle near your eyes or you could do a stomach tattoo of your favorite restaurant right near your stomach like Taco Bell would definitely be near the the ass because that's where all the punishment happens yeah like a, a tramp stamp yeah I absolutely like that. or put it on your brain for hating yourself for getting a grande meal at 1am wink wink do you think that corporate will ever embrace this like do you think now that people are getting all these tattoos is it becoming
0: a thing that corporate is just going to have to embrace that's a really good question if you want talent Uh, you know i mean i don't know that some brands would want to associate themselves with branding people but i so i mean i i feel like like coke and pepsi is probably out the window on this one but like you go to maybe like a smaller company like uh like maybe wayfair would pay you to tattoo a couch on your face definitely i could see that i could see like a maybe
1: more progressive company doing something like that but it's funny like I don't know. Then I picture you're in a board meeting and someone's talking about their company profitability. Like we're up 16% in fourth quarter, but that's because of our social media impressions and on his neck, he's got a picture of like, of the Black Panther saying Wakanda forever so
0: the, <laughs> but, so the question is can you take this guy seriously can someone be taken seriously to give a bit major presentation I would definitely say that uh, you know a lot more people have tattoos now and they're a lot more visible than they used to be you know it was, it was always like above the, the sleeve where like you don't really know unless the guy takes his shirt off or whatever and now like you see people in boardrooms literally with like neck tattoos hand tattoos I know it's kind of crazy I saw a guy the other day with a huge tattoo on his hand. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, how many tattoos you got? And he's like, oh, this is my only one. And I'm like, so your only tattoo was literally on your hand. That's it. Like you didn't think to go on like, you know, your bicep or your, you your could, back. Yeah, something or... you could put clothes on for God's sakes and not see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's I good. I just feel like people are being becoming very liberal with their tattoos and kind of careless. I feel like all right, so in the early two thousands Miami Inc. came out. And I feel like that kind of desensitized a lot of people to tattoos and like it made it really cool and accepted. Tattoos were always really cool. I always thought they were awesome. Like tattoos and cigarettes were like my goals in life mission accomplished fat ass i'm literally smoking a cigarette right now with- <laughs> I, I i know that's that's what i
1: said mission accomplished talk <laughs> about
0: but i feel like a lot of people just kind of jumped on the bandwagon and just started getting tattoos just for the sake of having them so like you like w- when you used to see like a 40 year old guy with with sleeve tattoos you're like oh this guy's been through some shit like every one of those tattoos that's, has a story and i want to hear right. them all that's and like right. now you see a fucking 18 year old kid who just turned 18 a week ago and he's full sleeves chest piece like back piece you are like well what what's that what's that eagle represent he's like dude it's just a fucking eagle It looks cool yeah that you know what
1: i'm gonna tell you the three tattoos i would get and you're gonna say the same thing about me (laughs) meaningless but but that's the difference like you like you said people used to have a story to tell my grandfather he was uh in world war ii stationed in hawaii and he got a tattoo on his arm of a was it his arm or his chest shit okay when he moved that body part, this Hawaiian girl would kind of shake and do like the hula dance. That's awesome. And that's great. And it, it, but and it, I remember as a young boy, he told me that, that story and it had true meaning. He said him, him and his entire squadron, whatever the hell you call it, um, they got this tattoo all in unison, you know, all for unity. Right. Speaking of non-unity though, I'm going to tell you my three okay. tattoos that, that I would get. I'm not planning on getting any tattoos ever, but these, these would be what I got. First one, two theater masks, one crying and one laughing. I just love that where uh, I like that where you, you're either crying or you're laughing. You're trying to figure out in your life who you are, what you are, that type of thing. To get less emotional, my second tattoo is I would get a silverback gorilla riding on top of a Black Panther. <laughs> What well, would that represent? No, no reason. Re- no reason. I'm uh, that second one. You want you want a story? I've got nothing for you. Okay, <laughs> it just sounds awesome. Just want a silverback gorilla riding on a black just two banner. badass animals. It's just badassery right there. And the third one, and I think you'll like this one. I want a picture of Al Pacino on my ass with the line, "She's got a great ass <laughs> on my ass." And again, no real reason. But think about that: Pacino's face on my ass,
0: other butt cheek. She's got a great ass. What do you think? I love it. Do you think parents are more accepting of tattoos now, when like when their kids get them? Of course, because they're starting to get them. So now that they're starting to get them, their kids are invariably going to. Because I remember when we were when we were younger, uh, a mutual friend of ours. He was fifteen when he got his first tattoo. And that's great yeah and he got like A pretty decent sized piece on his arm And his dad was so fucking mad at him Was it the dragon yeah it was like the Dragon with a yin yang sign Uh, Yeah I remember that that tattoo. and I remember we all Went out one night to this uh, like teen Dance club and just to get Revenge on him his dad showed up to pick us up But he showed up wearing a tiny little...
1: Oh, the shorts. Was that the tiny little shorts? So, yeah, he was
0: wearing a tank top and short shorts like Daisy Dukes and and, and construction boots. I remember that. And he went around to every person on the dance floor asking if they've seen his son. And he was, like, giving out his full name, and he's like, have you seen him? As if he owes him money for, like, some weird sex act.
1: <laughs> Is that parenting at its best or at its worst? Definitely
0: at its best. Uh, you know what, though?
1: I I would attempt to wear short shorts, but do they have size 42s for short shorts? <laughs> but I do know that I think tattoos are here to stay. They're going to be around I wanted to go from cool to definitely what I thought was maybe to some people not cool or punk rock. And I'm air quoting that in a different way. Okay, It's not really punk rock, but I just watched Toy Story 4 with my kids. This was a couple of weeks ago. And we all know uh, the song, like you've got a friend in me. Sure. And it made me think to myself, how the hell did Randall Stewart Newman become so popular? I think that after doing an insane amount of research, I think we need a Randy Newman documentary.
0: I would love to see a Randy Newman documentary. I know nothing about the guy. All I know is that he's got one of the weirdest voices I've ever Ever. heard. And he's somehow so incredibly successful at it. It's great. Just for having this unique voice.
1: It always sounds like he's, how do I put this? He's going down, going through a slip and slide while he's choking on like graham crackers. (laughs) You know, and and I did some of this research and I can't believe, like he was born in 43. In the 1980s, he made so many songs for Biscuit, Meet the Parents, and The Natural, and Awakenings. All the, the stuff, right? He had three Emmys, seven Grammy Awards, a Governor's Award. I have no clue what the Governor's Award is, but...
0: 92 nominations of various music categories this guy and purely for just for having the most unique oddball voice in in all i can think of was you've got
1: a friend in me. And, I, and i'm like that's not giving this guy enough credit for what he's done do, do you think that back in the day that led him to have a different look and charisma or the or the lack
0: of charisma because of the way he's i mean i don't know he must be one charismatic son of a bitch because i <laughs> i can't imagine like all right so the first soundtrack he ever did can you imagine the person sitting down listening to this trying to find songs for the soundtrack to this movie whatever that was no. and they're just like they're going through like all this stuff they're like all right we got ray charles we got like that Midler, whatever fits the bill and then this guy comes on And it's just like, like, they're just like, that's it. This is perfect. He sounds like
1: one of Jim Henson's puppets. That's just gone totally totally wrong. But you're right. It's funny because he, he's did this since he was 17 and he cited Ray Charles as his greatest influence. And I thought in my head, I know why he, why he cites Ray Charles because Ray Charles didn't have to actually look at this guy, this doofus and, and actually see what he looked like. So, you know, when you lose a sense, one of your other senses becomes heightened. Yeah. I will guarantee you, Ray Charles had some like insane hearing that was like, oh my God, just the actual notes that he's hitting. People don't realize how insane the notes he's hitting. Like, really (laughs) high up. (laughs) Yeah, the friends and me. This guy's got something. (laughs) He's like, yeah, man, this guy's got it.
0: He's got it. Do you think as a child he got made fun of a lot for the way he looks? Yes, because he looks like Woody Allen with Down syndrome. But imagine <laughs> Actually, like, imagine like just hearing this kid talk. Like everyone's taking turns reading in class, and he's just like, he's like the ugly duckling, <laughs> and everyone's just like, what the fuck? So you think, hold on, you think at nine he sounded the same as when he started his music career? Do you think when he dies, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait could just take over for him? Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, easily. I think
1: you can do a, a comedy tour, like almost like I re- remember you and I were just talking about Key and Peel. They did. Well, they did this amazing episode with the mouth noises of comedy with Bobby McFerrin versus the guy from police Academy. Yeah. So, and they did an awesome job. Key and Peel are, are awesome, but maybe we can do the same thing. We, we can get those two guys on a tour of like, what would we call it? Like the, the batch of crazies of, a voice. That would be great. Bobcat, Golfquate and Randy Newman go on tour. Nobody
0: would understand anything they were saying. Everything would be like, hey, no, no, no. good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to my show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've got a friend. I'm telling you, there's probably no, I would probably take money out of my kids' 529 accounts just to get front row
0: tickets for that. Can we, can we do a quick little exercise? I know we're running out of time, but I really want to try this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Bobcat. You're um, Randy Okay I'd really like to do a quick duet Of You've Got a Friend in Me Okay, fantastic Okay, hold on one second I've
1: got to uh, I only know the words You've Got a Friend in Me so. Oh, that's okay We'll just do it a few times Okay, okay
0: You've Got a Friend in Me
1: You've Got a Friend in Me you got in me. <laughs> you <can> got <imagine> me. <laughs> oh man, I actually pulled up the lyrics for that one. I don't know who would have discovered him, but that would have been fun to know. I just know that this, I know for a fact that this documentary would be filled with everything from uh, spoils and laughter and crying and. And everything in between, and it's like a little boy who you never thought would have had any shot at doing anything. I think I think this is what the next major, like you know, how they did Rocket Man for um, what's his name, uh, Elton John. Sure. So we need to do a Randy Newman uh, movie. I think we got to get this one off the ground. Hey Google.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you've got a friend in me by Randy Newman. Oh, we knew that exactly. So I think that we should get this going. Uh, right away I think that we call up Randy Newman I won't understand what he's saying on the phone but I think we call him up and see if we can get this going and actually folks for our last bit we have try not to be informed and this is where we go through the news we look at the headlines but we don't actually click it we just pontificate just to see what's going to happen this is my first one Victoria's Secret reportedly hires first transgender model Lexi Perez so Immediately uh, Actually my wife actually said this one No was it you or my wife It was one or two But immediately I said I didn't even think about it Right off the bat I was like is he she hot And believe it or not I took a picture I saw her picture And
0: if this person actually got boobs She wouldn't be that bad I saw the picture The, The first time I saw it And I saw what appeared to be a woman But I wasn't Like I had to do a double take and then I saw the headline, and I was just like, oh, hell no. There's something really off about this whole thing, and it's off putting for me. Not because I, I have anything against trans people, but I just feel like it's a very weird direction, the brand like Victoria's Secret, and try to market to a group who ultimately, if every trans person in the world went out today and bought a Victoria's Secret bra, it wouldn't even make a dent in their margins. But you know what? I think they're not doing it for that.
1: I think they're doing it because... Well, two reasons. One is, do they want to actually out Victoria's Secret, where uh, her real name is Victor? Victor's so Secret. So that could be one. Victor's Secret. The, se- the second. So that's why everyone can now play on the actual name. Or, the, listen, the market's getting stale. They just finally, they said forget it to the Victoria's Secret fashion show for the first time. I mean, let's be honest. Do, do you ever watch that? I didn't even know that existed. So, yeah, they have a runway fashion show on TV, and they've had it for years. And- Here's the craziest part: gorgeous women in barely any clothes, and there's not enough people watching it. Not enough guys. You'd think every guy on the planet, but that's what's ha- that's what happens when you have this access to porn. Is that we're all so desensitized that now a, a Gorgeous woman walking the runway in almost nothing is not enough for oh, any of us. Not at all. So not that, even close. Problem we're all desensitized to sexuality Absolutely.
0: because of this. Yeah, but, I mean, back in the day, like 25 years ago, like I'm sure the two of us would have been like, it's on, it's on, get the popcorn. Andy, I would have I would have taken everything off my
1: schedule, even if by any chance it was the fact that I was a lotto winner and I had to go in that day to get my lotto winnings, I would have said, I'll take my chances and try and get there by 12 <laughs> if it started at 10. You know, I know you think it doesn't work. Me, I think for it's almost like a last-ditch effort to try and be hip and something different. And this is what they wanted from the PR machine. So I can kind of I, – I know you, on your side you didn't like it. For me, I thought it was pretty cool just because. Just because it's it's now like a thing in the news. It's a big deal. And you know what? And on a second side, sadly enough, I don't know if I'd bang her. Maybe I would. Maybe that makes me odd. You would totally take a BJ from her. Correct. So now I have to question my sexuality totally. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, Victoria. Yeah, thanks a lot, Victoria. Now I don't know. Now I don't know which side of the cock I stand on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, you know they're gonna do it. I, I say let, let, they're doing it. It's out there. They're, they're gonna get some press.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's no such thing as bad press. But fuck them. Let them try it. So here's one for you. Frenchman develops pill to make farts smell nice. Oh, God. If that were the case, my wife would be buying it by the bucket load. <laughs> I think this guy stands to uh, to surpass Jeff Bezos, <laughs> d- depending on what he's charging per pill. But, yeah, I mean, this could be like the next uh, next big thing. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you know this, but cows fart like a,
1: like a thousand times a day. What if you give the farmers these pills? So at least when all this farting's happening on the farm, it smells like fresh blueberries instead <laughs> of cow
0: manure. That's a good idea. I've driven past a lot of farms and have to close my window. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm driving down the, down the road past a farm. I'm just like, wow, like someone's baking pie. Like this is, this is great. Where do I pull over?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull my nose past this cow's ass. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, if this, if that would actually exist, it probably would be one of the greatest inventions the only thing better would be is if they can if the pill would help the gas convert into something usable so think about that what if also not only would the gas not smell but what if let's say you can use that gas in your car
0: instead oh man of, just fart into your tank
1: oh my how many people would love to just blast one into their car tank just so they can say my car now works on my farts <laughs> <laughs> i would love that okay would you do this i'll turn this around on you would you what if the pill worked to do that, but the fart smelled way worse? <laughs> as a buy, I mean, I'd
0: still do it to save myself fifty bucks a week. Correct. I think in a heartbeat, I still—I don't
1: care if it smells like death. I, I'm, I'm into that. I would love to. Can we click on that bad boy? Read a little more. We don't that. click on shit. <laughs> we never doing it. Um. All right, I've got one. Alcatraz escapee sends letter to FBI over 50 years later as to where he's been. Wow, that's cool. I like that. I got a couple ideas on where I think he's been. Okay. He's either working undercover at a gay bar, and I'm air quoting that. He's working at Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family, and he just wants to be a family man. Or, and this is my third one, I think he's working at an escape room in Myrtle Beach. And wouldn't that be ironic? Oh, that's a working good one. an escape room. How funny and ironic would that be? And there's
0: an Alcatraz room? yes totally that's awesome you have to climb through like the the sewage pipes to get out everyone's just like puking all over themselves climbing through <laughs> mountains of crap And he's like i've done this now four times <laughs> what you got uh burger king tries to one-up mcdonald's with unhappy meals <laughs> i love this when you said this to me because to me i immediately thought you can
1: get the goth community back into burger king like i i would just love to like what what defines an unhappy meal? Like do you have a burger that has in ketchup uh, a face of a person that's
0: very unhappy? Like do we, can you do that in ketchup with a, with the opposite of a smiley face, a sad face in ketchup? The picture that accompanies the article is really just a shitty-looking cheeseburger. So okay, so it looks so like are shit. Are they downgrading their burgers to somehow compete with McDonald's? Mm. Like cuz I always thought Burger King burgers actually look better than oh, McDonald's burgers. I prefer McDonald's burger to Burger King. However, McDonald's burgers just look fucking disgusting. Like somebody just threw the slop together. Yeah, and- I mean the Whopper
1: at least has those flame – Right, the grill marks. I'm just trying to think what it would be an unhappy meal. Would the toys be like a little piece of
0: paper that says your parents don't actually love you? And that's what they took you here. (laughs) (laughs) It comes with a fortune inside of it. And you just pull out this soggy fortune covered in ketchup. And it just says, like, you have AIDS.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is going to kids. Maybe we tone it down a tiny bit. (laughs) Okay,
0: you were born with AIDS. Okay, that's
1: a little better. I think how far do we take
0: the unhappy meal? Like, what makes it so unhappy? I'd love to know. You got to click on that bit. (laughs) It's not going to happen. But it's just, it's such a weird premise. That's like, that's like if I was just like, hey, Brandon, I'm getting married. I want you to be my worst man. You know, I, I almost was your worst man. Just being there, I was your worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's hilarious. I'd love
1: to know. Maybe I'll look it up at some other point, but that's, that's hilarious and unhappy meal. I wonder how it would do. I wonder if just, again, just getting it out there into the PR machine. Okay, I've got my last one here, which is a picture of a Costco guy out in the aisle. And it says, hilarious photos captured in the aisles of Costco. And I don't know what it is, but I think I think I can put my hand on it. One is I've got a guy opening up every cereal box in the cereal aisle and getting gallons of milk and dumping it all over himself. <laughs> That'd be that would make for a great picture. Great picture in Costco,
0: just sitting there with milk and cereal all over the place. See, I'm picturing maybe somebody trying to reach something on the top shelf. So it's an entire family just stacked on top of each oh. other, trying to reach like this uh, like this box of Cheerios that's like on the fifth shelf up. So there's like the dad, and he's got the mom on his shoulder. the The mom's got like the daughter on the shoulder and the daughter's holding up the baby and the baby's grabbing for the cereal (laughs) there's probably a way easier way to
1: get to that cereal instead of making a human ladder (laughs) but you know what that's a good one i like that do you know in costco they i think they sell you know those um those cars that the kids can kind of um sit in themselves yeah so what if you have kids doing drag races with those cars i think that could be another picture in costco Little little uh little drag race can you imagine like little kids are running the whole thing and you have these li- like little girls with all these makeup on and they're the ones in the middle waiting for those the two guys to pick up <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could definitely see that or i could just see um tons of cr- of crying from dads that were just wondering on how their lives ended up like this literally just a uh, uh, 20 of them right in a in a circle just just all with their hands right on their head and just
0: yeah could dad, be maybe dad. like aisle 6 at Costco is just just like a little known secret that it's actually a support group for dads correct on how did they become this like former shell of what they used to be <laughs> right like
1: the support group is called how did we get here how did we get here? how did we get to Costco <laughs> oh man that's awesome well guys i want to thank you so much for listening to another kick ass episode of try not to laugh podcast with me, as always, is my dog Angelo. I am Brandon. See you
0: later.
1: tell your friends. <laughs> Hope the
0: ship be you right <laughs> back. Sleeping, working, dead like bedrooms, all me stroking. North Carolina to New York. Drop the mic, beat the phone. And I can laugh, that's the name. Beat your pants, who's to blame? Laugh so hard like a psychopath. Stay in the cage or not to laugh.